Amen. Dottie P was live from Atlanta. He's blessed us. We have our own label, DP Music Group, with my first album on my own label. Wow. And the title of it is Do It. Do It. So, you, you know you know what? Your church style is just it's just your trademark. Are you going to ever change that? Are you going to stay the same? What you going to do? I got to stay the same. <laughs> Music like that is, is just so exciting. It's, it's good to have. I mean, what do you tell to these young folks nowadays that are thinking about, well, I want to do this style, that style? You know, what do you tell them? Well, we got, when it comes to our young people, we got to let them make up their mind what they want to do. Some want to be contemporary. You have some young people who like traditional music. Yeah. So you just got to let them find their own place. But I, I have no problem where, that, where their place is as long as they're singing for the Lord. Amen, amen. Well, I know a lot of uh, uh, people out there want to know, how have you sustained sustained so long? Dottie people's in the market. Uh, you've been out there quite a while. What's the key to your success? It's all about God. He's, um, <laughs> he's kept us. Uh, uh, I always pray and thank him for his favor because we've uh, had favor with uh, promoters, pastors. Uh, we, we get calls for churches, and we just keep busy because of, of the favor from God. Amen. Dottie people's live from Atlanta, Georgia, right? Yes. Oh man, I'm excited. This new project, this new song. What what made you come up with? You know, do it. What what made you decide to have that title? Well, after um, uh, Air Records, who I was with for what 13, 14 years. Right. After they um, shut down and sold the the company to Malico, I only had like a year or so on my contract. So when the contract was up, I had to make my mind if I wanted to resign or if I wanted to go out on my own. And I just decided to take a step of faith and um, try to start my own label and do it from, do it on my own. So this whole CD, the title song, is really our testimony for the whole CD. Whatever you need to do, Lord, do it in our ministry uh, with with every song that we've we presented in this CD, you're going to see a message. Whatever you need to do, Lord, do it. Amen. Dottie Peebles, live from Atlanta. Thanks for joining us this morning, Dottie. Dottie Peebles, live in living color. What you call it? Do it. Do it, Dottie. Do it, do it. God bless. <laughs> Dottie Peebles, y'all. Thank you, Dottie. Have a good one. You too. Talk to you soon. Okay. Whatever you need to do, Lord. Hey, it's time for your classic oldie spotlight. Today we're going to spotlight not only a classic oldie song, but we also have a legend in gospel music. Plus, during an interview that they shared with us, we had a chance to talk to the mighty caravans. Let's hear from the caravans and see what has made them survive so long and give us an encouraging word. Gospel music legend spotlight. The love of God and his leadership and his guidance. We didn't have to have nothing perfect to record. You know, our records didn't have to be perfect. If you go back at them records, 51 and 52, those records we recorded, you could hear it saying in the background and all, you know, and the records sold anyway. It put us where we are today. Thank you, Dorothy Nobwood. But we also asked them, what is a good encouraging word for young artists who are trying to get into the gospel music industry? Well, I can only say to the young people today what I've said to my children down through the years. I have always told them to let God be first. Take God for your partner and make your plans as big as you want to. And if you reach for the moon and fall on the stars, you're still on high ground. 
for there is a reality in serving a true and living God. But always remember that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And I'd like to say to the young people, stay in school. Get your education because you're going to need it. The Lord just brought us. He kept us. He led us and guided us. We didn't go to college you know, and get that degree that we need now. So I'm going to encourage you young people to go to school and get that sheepskin, as my father used to say, and uh, stay off them drugs. Don't let nobody give you no drugs. Don't even try. So I just want to encourage you young people to stay with the Lord. If you're not with him, get with him because he'll keep you in perfect peace and he'll keep you. I tell you, he will keep you. I don't care what nobody says. God will keep you. He's the only one that has that keeping power. I mean, we have to lean and depend on him. And if we give ourselves to Jesus, he'll do everything that you ask him to do. Lord, keep me Lock it in for more blessings from heaven.
That's our legend in gospel music spotlight, the Caravans, on the Damon King Show. Hey, it's your boy Damon King, praising God and lifting him up on the Damon King Show. Today, we want to take our time to talk to another great gospel legend. He's not as old as some of the other artists that have been out there, but he's been around a while. He's created so many great songs, some of the old school with the new ones he's done. He's just a great, great man of God and a pastor of a great church. And I wanted to take our time to honor him today as we look back at some of the legends in gospel. And the most recent legend in gospel, I would say, is Mr. Smokey Norfolk. With his old school song and his old school style, the way he plays the piano, and much, much more, Smokey Norfolk is a legend in gospel music. My man, Smokey Norfolk. How you doing, Smokey? Oh, man, I am great. I'm great. Man, it's an honor to have you on my show, man. It's great to be on your show, man. It's great to interview with you again. Right, there you go. 2002, Smokey Norfolk debut, I Need You Now. How have you grown since then, brother? Oh, wow. It's it's. Where can I start? It's so many different ways. God has just done an incredible thing in my life. My journey has been so favored, but I have dealt with a lot of trial, which brings about in God a lot of triumph. And, of course, you know, you learn uh, how to trust him more. You learn how to be more diligent in service. Uh, and you learn that the word actually works. Yeah, yeah. Man. I've learned so much, man. It's been a great ten-year journey. Wow, and you know, I, and I don't mean it hard, but to see this little guy with his big, powerful voice—you <laughs> just knock people off your feet. I remember when you were out with Donnie McClurkin on that tour when I first saw you, Hopeville. Yeah, you remember that? I do, okay. I, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and you sold over two billion albums since then. Number one, Grammys, Dove, Stellar Awards. I mean, you just done it all, man. Once in a Lifetime now is out. Uh, that was your first hit collection, right? That You know what? What happened is um, after 10 years of a favor on my music career, you know, I figured that I will only celebrate 10 years once. Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. <laughs> it is once in a lifetime that I will celebrate this milestone. And so I wanted to pull together what I thought was some of the most powerful most inspirational, influential songs out of my ten-year decade of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, of uh, of music ministry and music career. So, I, I I did the best I could to grab everybody's. That's my song, because mm-hmm. everybody says, "No, that's my song. Well, right. That's my song." <laughs> but you know, I put, "I need you now." God is able. I understand. Mm, good, justified. No one else. You know, and on and on and on and on. Uh, I pulled all of them together in one CD, and, and we called it Once in a Lifetime. You ask me what have I learned yeah. during this season, the, the, the song Once in a Lifetime mm-hmm. is what I have learned. Wow. It is exactly what I have learned, that, you know, we chase all these other things, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, it's the Lord that's going to give us the joy, the fulfillment, and the peace that we're seeking after. Wow. wow. So I, I'm excited about this Once in a Lifetime project because I think that it's going to it's going to be it's going to be something that people can put in, and they don't have to like skip to number twelve or <laughs> jump over to number six, you know, because that's my song. Right. I think it's going to be one after the other. They're going to say, "Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, I like that one." You know, so. Man, what, what were you thinking when you did that? I need you now. It seemed like that was such a testimony to you. It was absolutely a testimony. I wasn't thinking at all. I was actually going through. Mm. <laughs> I was reaching. I was literally reaching for God, and I wanted God to to show up and do what only he could do. So it was a, it was a huge testimony of, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a, a huge 
plea or prayer mm -hmm. that I was extending towards God that happened to bless a lot of other people in the process. Mm -hmm. But it, it being known for sure that uh, I was going through in that season, my wife was sick, my father was sick, my mother was sick, my uh, my grandmother had gotten sick. I mean, it was just one thing after another. And so in my desperation, in my plea, in my cry, of course, the testimony on the other side of it is that I, we do have the victory. And, uh, and, and, and we even experienced God's magnificent healing power in my family because everybody that I named is doing well. My grandmother, she's since transitioned, but um, she, she, she was doing very well before she went on to be with the Lord. So it, it's been a great, again, a great testimony of, uh, and a great setup. It was mm. a great foundational song. And once in a lifetime, so it's a collection of your hits. But, I mean, i got to tell you, this CD, and I'm not sure if it was if this song is on there, but the gospel medley you did. Oh, the How I Got Over. Yeah, oh, brother. <laughs> Man, I was driving from Florida one day, and I just got to tell y'all, I stopped on the side of the road and got my shot on. <laughs> Because you took me to church, brother. You took me to church, man. It's I, awesome. I was amazed at how many people were really blessed and moved by how I got over. Because, mm. you know, it was something for me. It was passion. It was a passion and a labor of love. Because I said, you know, these are the songs that really, they they have extreme meaning and, and great heritage. And uh, they, were, they were the things that my grandmother used to get her through and, the, and to carry her over. So I said, I don't want to forget that. And I went back and pulled those songs up and did How I Got Over the CD. And, uh, and man, I was amazed at how many people said the same thing as you. Like, boy, that was church. That was church, brother. <laughs> See, I got a few on this side that already picked it up. Play it again.
brothers. <laughs> but I think one of the things, I just, you know, I just want to say that uh, one of the things that um, that's really guided and helped the Williams brothers through their, for longevity is a mom and father who brought us up in the church and tried to bring us up with good morals and teach us the right things and keep us out of trouble and a whole lot of prayer. So, and um, that was instilled with us in us throughout our career and we were able to, you know, you know, the Bible said train a child while he's young and he will not depart. So, and I think that that raising, as the old folks could say, is still in us now. And, uh, and I think that's uh, a part of our longevity, along with God uh, allowing us to, to be able to write songs and write music that people could relate to and identify with. We also wrote songs about the stuff that we went through by us, you know, being from the South, from Mississippi, coming up in the, you know, in the 50s, I was born in 53, just in case you didn't know, I'm 57. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Doug and I, um, and, and definitely Henry, cause he's older than I am. I mean, we, we, brought, we were brought up through a lot of, a lot of struggling times and, and, and uh, you know, we went through some of the stuff, some of the same stuff um, Albertina and them went through, even though we were, cause we were really young when we started out. We know about the black and white and the colored fountains and all that and drinking out of, going to the different bathrooms and had to go to the back to get food. So we came through all of that, but God is good and we, we didn't let that be a hinder to us. We, we let that be a blessing in a way. A lot of times, you know, we were, we were brought up on a farm and, and our dad raised all the things that we ate. And uh, so we, we were poor, but we didn't, we didn't know we were poor. We didn't even think about being poor because we were just doing, making it do what it do. So, and 50 years later, the Williams brothers are still here. I love gospel music, and gospel music has been a part of my life, um, whether it be the contemporary side of John or the traditional side of John. You know, the rumors about John's in jail, and you know, I dealt with that with a little bit of humor. Ten years ago, um, I did deal drugs. I was using drugs, and God delivered me. And because of my ministry and uh, the ability to speak right out about um, the drug issue and our being in the community now, um, walking the street at night and, you know, ministering to uh, the drug addicts, to uh, the dope heads. You know, God is just open avenue for that. So I expected an attack in that area. So um, I treat it with a smile. We have a project called Project Alternative, where we go into the neighborhoods, the guys in the choir and myself, and what we're going to do is just tell the guys, say, listen, you know, y'all want to play us? If we win, you got to listen to us for five minutes. And they laugh, you know, a bunch of old gospel singers coming to the community, and we really whip these guys, and they have to hear the ministry. <laughs> Our choir rehearsal is a, just a wonderful experience. And because of, um, I guess, the album success, 
Um, people just start coming in our rehearsal. Um, off the street corner, young people. I'm um, to be blessed during that hour, two hours, three hours, maybe four. And um, I enjoyed it so much. Um, at one time, I was going to tell them to stop because we don't get a chance to really practice or rehearse like I think we should. But they enjoy it so much, and the young people are being freed and delivered in that rehearsal. So I said, thank, thank you, Lord. Maybe it was an avenue to minister to them. So I haven't locked the doors. I haven't closed the doors. And they continue to come every week from week to week. So we enjoy it. Will I have a Mary? Of course I will. Um, I think I'm looking for somebody um, with not only positive ideas, but their own brain. I guess everybody's went through the yes me uh, type of person, and I'm the type of person I don't need that. I need an innovative person who has the attitude, their own mind, their own career, you know what I'm saying? So basically it won't turn around to another John Key idea or, you know, I think with your own brain, you know, you're interested, you know, so, yes, I'm sure I will get married. The choir is not a group of singers, but a group of young people that have been delivered, some right off the street corner. One young lady was a dope dealer, a rap artist, and all kind of, God delivered her in our rehearsal, and now she's doing Christian rap. God can bless and, and deliver young people, not just to be delivered for that moment that they enjoy the great excitement of coming to Christ, but I teach you can stay delivered. And um, so the choir is a group of delivered young people that enjoy ministering. And you wave away all of your past. Yes, you do. So, young folk, look, hear me when I say you can wave your troubles away. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. I think a lot of times we would just take all of our problems, recognizing that the Bible allows us to know we can cast our cares on him because he really cares for us. I've been in gospel music now for about 10 years and, and the offers have come. You know, um, I produced a couple of projects um, last year where I was in the arena, you know, for the offers to come. And um, I love the Lord and, and my ministry and my, my attitude is Jesus. And, um, I just can't see John or anybody who has experienced the true knowledge and understanding of what Jesus is all about to turn their heads on, on him. My family influence uh, started years ago. Um, I'm the 15th of 16 children. Uh, my mother sang, my father, uh, singer, guitarist, basketball. Uh, he played in the old E major style. And uh, we grew up listening to quartet and all the sisters and brothers sang or played some instruments. Um, I attended Marysville School of Music, primarily working with my brothers, Alan Wayne. So um, the family had a lot of influence on John. And being the baby boy, you know, the light was on you. If you didn't play or sing as a kid, you know, something was up. You know. Got a close up of these fingers? No. <laughs>
I've heard the rumors that John doesn't really play, and he hires musicians to come in and do the work, and he takes the credit. Um, being that production is an area of ministry as well, um, I enjoy producing, and you know, I'm here at night sometimes in this studio, playing late, you know, writing, and God is speaking to me. So um, I enjoy doing my own production. It's not an area area of arrogance or or being conceited and not giving up this opportunity. But I know how I want that song presented. So um, I really play the songs on the albums, I promise. <laughs> being a single parent, um, it's not a headache. Um, I respect my kids. My kids respect me. Um, all of the ripping and running I used to do, as in workshops, always gone. I had to stop all of that. So I don't travel a lot during the week anymore. I'm here for the kids, and then basically on the weekend, you know, if they feel up to it, they go along with me. But um, it's not a headache, and, and I enjoy them. You know, being a single parent, to some is a headache, but um, I found it to be a joyous occasion. My street ministry, to me, is, is just joy. I don't walk in the daytime because the drug addicts normally sleep then. I walk out at night when they're, you know, they're in full bloom. Um, we've gone into clubs, we've gone into crack houses and ministered. And I, I'm not afraid, I'm not scared because I believe that God is compelling those that have been delivered to wake up and recognize that they were not delivered to sit on it, but go back into the avenues that God delivered you from and minister. So I love it. The street ministry is, you know, that's my baby. You know, I enjoy it more than just producing. And the music to me is an attention getter to get somebody else, you know, their attitude or their mind. Normally, basically, with an idea, I mean, I'll start, um, give you a good example, just playing chords. <laughs> Basically, that in a um, drum program. Hold on a second. Uh, let's get a little bass happening here. A lot of sequencers, um, so many people use different ones. Uh, for the home, I basically just use a little MMT8. Um, just because it's real easy and simple to use. Taking a melody or a song. It could be anything. Um, you can give me something. Okay, let's try that. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. 